Welcome to the High View Podcast, a gospel-centered conversation about theology, culture, and life in the local church. I'm your host, Tyler Sweat, the assistant pastor of Connection and Community here at High View Church, and here, as always, for two episodes, at least two, our lead pastor, at Chad Williams. Two. Hey, everybody. Glad How's to be going, here, Chad? Man. Uh, can't be better. Great oh, lunch Absolutely. at a local... Had a little burger and burger Philly and sandwich. wings. That's that's uh, burger and wings uh, place. That's uh, yeah, it's good stuff. It's actually really good. Now we're sipping on some some Starbucks. Not a, not a sponsor of the podcast. No, they might did as not well be. They the fuel our bodies. That's very true. Absolutely. Um, well, this is episode number one. Very first episode. We had a little introductory kind of explanation of what this podcast is going to be about. Yep. But today we're going to introduce a little bit about who we are as a church, uh, as High View, and so I'm going to take this opportunity in episode number one to interview our lead pastor Chad Williams and ask him a little bit about High View uh, and its history as a church, kind of where we're at today, and the strategic vision that he just introduced uh, just this week, just this Sunday. So, yep. uh, Chad, tell us a little bit about who who High View is as a church. Yeah, great question, High View is a church plant. We are, well, I don't know if we're still a plant, come to think of it. Anyway. Yeah, it's been what, five, six, six years? years? Six years. Six okay. years in January uh, since we planted Highview. We started with five people, a wow. core team of five people. Yeah. Uh, I remember us taking an offering. We had a couple hundred bucks, uh, and that was that was how we started. We uh, were very blessed, though. God just continue to add to our our number and the church uh grew we started in actually our current pastor of worship's apartment moved to his home which was our first building upgrade which but you was, were there for how long uh we were there for a couple months not okay. not very long uh but uh long story short uh the lord has uh the lord's done a lot of work here and uh, very grateful for it we were a plant uh, of the North American Mission Board, so I'm a North American Mission Board church planner coach as well, something I enjoy doing. And uh, yeah, the Lord has uh, continued to to grow our church and add to our number, and uh, and here we are with uh, ministering, going from ministering to five people to uh, to hundreds of people on the weekends. Great, that's Praise awesome. God. So, what would you say is the mission and vision that has gotten Highview to this point? That's a good question. Um, I think that it would be the emphasis on health, healthy growth. Um, we stressed things really early on. We were very fortunate to have churches uh, come alongside us early on, one of them being Mount Vernon Baptist Church in Sandy Springs, um, led by Pastor Aaron Minikoff there, uh, emphasizing church membership, the process of church membership, um, Things like expository preaching, preaching through books of the Bible, um, Christ-centered worship, missions, discipleship, those kind of fundamentals. Uh, I think that uh, we we kind of, we wanted to focus on just a few things um, that that we could do well uh, and just, uh, just stick to the basics. And so that's, uh, yeah, that's kind of what's got us to this point. All right, so that gives us a snapshot of where Highview has been and where we're at today. So what do you see as the vision going forward uh, strategically for Highview in 2019? Yeah, so we just rolled out this exciting new strategic vision for 2019 called With. With uh, is community on mission. So the idea is if you take the word with and add it to any 
spiritual discipline, essentially it becomes a discipling technique. It, it becomes a discipling um, scenario yeah. where you are actively pouring into someone else. So if discipling requires presence, requires uh, life on life uh, teaching and modeling as believers, bring other believers uh, with them on the road to Christ likeness, then the idea of uh, discipling without being with someone is, is kind of counterintuitive. Right. It doesn't, it doesn't actually work. So uh, we want to, as a local church in 2019, embrace the concept of with discipling others as a way of life um, and begin to see the collective power of community as Jesus followers on mission as we are on mission together. So it is, it's, it's highlighting as a whole, highlighting the importance of life on life, member on member, this kind of... Uh, collective life we live together with other believers inside a local church. And so with was a way for us to, uh, to kind of capture that, the power of this one word. So, um, so let me give you an example. Okay. Yep. I get an example of how adding the word with to pretty much any spiritual discipline really, uh, becomes a discipling, uh, work. It becomes a discipling, uh, intentional discipleship. Show me how. Sure. I'm going to show you. All right. So read the Bible. So you read the Bible alone. Yes. Okay. You right. read the Bible. That's great. Every Christian should, mm-hmm. there should be a personal time alone with the word every day. No question about it. Absolutely. So read the Bible. Yes. That is a personal spiritual discipline. Every Christian should have a part of their life. Um, read the Bible with another believer and suddenly you're discipling. Yeah. Okay. So, uh, same way, uh, with prayer. Okay. So spend time in prayer. Everyone should, you know, spend that time in your prayer closet, spend the time alone with God in fellowship and in prayer. That should be a regular part of your, your life. And it's a personal spiritual discipline should be a part of that. Um, but spend time in prayer with someone or for someone intentionally. And you are starting to, uh, disciple, uh, same way with sharing the gospel. Uh, share the gospel by yourself. That's yeah, that's great. Share the gospel with another person. That's yep. in, that's incredible. Um, bring someone with you as you share the gospel, and it becomes discipling. Again, you're modeling in each case. You're modeling what it means to to read the Bible well, to spend time in prayer, and to share the gospel to evangelize. So, so I think this this is a really cool way to frame discipleship because it kind of demystifies it. We talk about yes, discipling that's such a good point as this kind of crazy big thing that we're supposed to do. We're supposed to disciple people. Right. We're supposed to lead people to follow Jesus. And I think there's always this question of how, how does, how does that happen? Is there a yeah. program? Is there a curriculum I've got to get? Is there a program that the church is going to do that's going to make disciples? Um, but really, yeah, this kind of brings it down to probably the most basic uh, way you could describe discipleship, which is really life on life yep. engagement in everyday activities Correct. For, with gospel intentionality with other people. Yes, that's a great point. The, the key being there, gospel intentionality. Yep. Um, making disciples does not require Christians to do anything particularly unique. Mm. Um, not, not really. Um, making disciples uh, is inviting someone into your walk with Jesus and showing them how to walk with Jesus. But that's only possible if you're doing it with someone else. Right. Um, first Corinthians 11, one be imitators of me. Paul says, as I am of Christ, yeah. he's inviting people into his life. He's saying, Hey, watch me, listen to me, do what I do. Um, read what I'm reading. Um, jump into this conversation. Right. And, uh, and so, 
Uh, that is a really important piece of this. It's an invitation. With is an invitation. So what we really want to see is every member of Highview Church, and of course we love to see this, we encourage every every member of every church to invite other believers into their life and say, I'm with you. Right. And we're with Jesus, and we're going to walk with Jesus through these things, through this season of life or whatever it might be. And so uh, that's the idea. Gotcha. Yeah, and like you said, it doesn't mean that you're doing anything particularly unique. You do not you don't have to reorder your life at all. You just invite people into Yeah, it's inviting people into your the life. The regular that that's awesome. So why this particular strategic vision at this point of Highview's life as a church? You know, as as I was kind of wrestling with um you know, in Highview's story, Highview um grew uh quicker than we really had uh, the means or the capabilities of of really discipling people like we'd like to, yeah. and so wrestling with kind of how with you like mm. you like that you like you like wrestling Threw with that in there it's just yeah, um, but but wrestling with that uh, towards fall of last year as I was praying about like, God what what do you want for Highview in this next season we we kind of wrapped up our first five years we're starting the next five years. Mm. Uh, as a church kind of transitioned from church plant to church. Right. What is it that you want Highview to really focus on? And I felt like, you know, through through prayer, this word with just kept coming back and back and back. And the idea being, um, if we're going to be able to, to continue to multiply in a healthy way, we have to have people who are inviting other people along with them. Um, in this journey right. in a very intentional way. It, it, you get to a point where in church life where that just doesn't happen without some degree of intentionality. Now, if, like the idea of something being organic is not antithetical to it being intentional either. Absolutely. And so you, it's Charles and the Vine stuff, right? It's, sure. it's understanding what do we need to provide um, in terms of direction and vision for a group of people to really embrace discipleship. And so with was uh, our intentional focus on saying, let's stay centered in gospel centered discipleship. And let's really strongly emphasize you need to be living the Christian life intentionally with another follower of Jesus. So that, that was the idea. That's great. I, I think one of the things I've seen just even in my short time in ministry is that churches want to have some kind of intentional process or intentional element in their church life to facilitate natural discipleship, but they always go about it programmatically. They always go about it. Let's, let's have a new class. Let's have a new curriculum. Let's do this study. Let's do that study. Yeah. So you, you actually pull people away from personal intentionality by giving them all these programs that supplement actual discipleship. Sure. And I think it's important. Try to substitute. No, I think think that's accurate. I think that I'm not like anti-program per sure. se. Yeah. I mean, our church has, I mean, you lead yeah, a, absolutely. a large program right, in our yeah. church uh, with our gospel community groups, mm-hmm. uh, a complex mechanism, moving parts, you all, the whole, the whole deal. Right. Um, but I, I think it's de- being, developing a dependence on that that's problematic. So um, I remember really, really early on, and, and that's the thing with, with, with growth is with growth comes more people with more opinions and more perspectives and, yep. and more needs and a variety of those needs start popping up and desires and all these other things. And you're supposed to meet all of them because you're the lead guy. Yeah. Oh, yes. Right. Now how church works? You're the absolutely, lead pastor, so. absolutely. Um, so 
that was something that we had to wrestle with early on. I mean, how 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 quickly do we become programmatic? Yep. Because that's the pull. You don't drift into organic multiplying mm-hmm. growth. You yep. drift, sadly, into overt pragmatism and overprogrammed churches. Yep. That's that's the drift. And so recognizing that I feel the pull. I, I remember uh, we were actually in a meeting in a storefront. It was our second or third location. We were, had this little storefront. I remember specifically, and if she's listening, God bless her. But this this one particular uh, lady, really earnest, sweet lady, um, probably in her mid forties, um, and had a kid had a, had a child who was like 11, 12 years old, who was uh, into uh, like orchestral ministry. So they had been at this really large church. And so she asked in a membership class, she asked, when do you think Hy-Vee will be able to have an orchestra? Isn't that cool? Yeah. Wow. Yeah. That'd be great. I want to play the cello. I can't play the cello. She played the oboe. Oh, nice. But, and so, and I had a oboe and electric guitar. Those are, (laughs) those are, that's great. Um, now I want an oboe ministry. Mm. Right? I want I want, I want to reach oboe players all over the world with Jesus. They need Jesus Amen. too, right? Amen. They need Jesus. But what it became clear now, I'm not against having an orchestra in your church. I don't really care. That's fine. Yep. We have a huge worship ministry. I mean, I, I'm we not do. saying oh, yeah. so. So I'm not saying that. But the idea that this church that at the time was like less than two years old was needed to just start some type of orchestral ministry. <laughs> I'm not making this up. It was not doable. It didn't make sense for us. Right. Um, so that was my immediate kind of pull or prodding into uh, programs and how programs become, I think, sadly, a way to keep members happy as opposed to mm. intentionally reaching or making disciples. Right. Um, they become just like stuff we have to do for the people who are here to keep them happy, to keep them here, as opposed to how we're actually like discipling them and reaching others. So that's a great point. Um, so th- this is a, a strong turn of the wheel away from that as we grow and as we've gotten more complex and it's harder to know everyone and it's basically impossible to know everyone. This is a swerve intentionally. Um, away from the pull that programs pre- presents. And I know a lot of pastors who right. feel the same way. Yeah, absolutely. So um, let's kind of go from this, obviously with is, is a great idea. It's a great push um, in theory, Sure, but, but let's bring it down to kind of the practical level. Like what outputs are yeah. you wanting to see from this initiative? Yeah. Well, we've identified four, really important areas of focus in this initiative. Um, things that we want others to do with others. Uh, so uh, serve is one, serving. Uh, we want to see every member of Highview actively serving with another member of Highview. So um, inviting someone along as you serve, inviting someone to step into that as well. Um, the, the second being grow. Um, we want to see members of our church growing together in their depth in the gospel and their theological depth in the gospel, in their obedience to Jesus in the gospel. Uh, that, that's extremely important. Uh, the third area being connection. So I'm really My glad job. that you're here. 
uh, that that's a really important piece of this. How are we connecting with one another? So are we building relationships? Are we able to um, connect people who are new to Highview into into relationships at Highview? Uh, and then uh, fourth and finally, go. We want to see. Um, members of Hivey Church on mission together. So whether that's locally, whether that's uh, some national work or international work, uh, we want to see that happen as well. So it's awesome. So the four areas, just to recap, where we want to pe- see people serve with yep. others, grow with others, connect with others, and go with others. Yep. I think that's a really cool paradigm, and especially as we try to look for those practical outputs, those um, fruits of that, this initiative that we, we look for, um, we need to be careful kind of to look and make sure we're measuring these as we go, as we grow, as we right. try to make sure that as the church itself grows, that those new people are understanding they're not just coming here to be served like Christ. Mm-hmm. He didn't come here to be served. He came to serve. And I think Jesus, you mentioned this uh, in the presentation that really Jesus is probably the best uh, example of this with mentality. I mean, he brought guys with him the whole way, right? He called them as his disciples. He served with them. He grew with them. He connected with them and he, and he went missionally with them as well. So I think that's a, yeah, Jesus, I I think it's hard to understand Jesus ministry. If you don't understand the invitational aspect of Jesus ministry, he was inviting people into his life, inviting people into his circle, inviting Always. people yep. um, to to do what he, follow him. I mean, mm-hmm. it's, it's, it's as That's, simple as yep. walking up to someone and say, hey, follow me. Um, and, and I love what uh, Mark Dever has this great line, uh, and I shared this in the presentation yep. as well. Uh, it's one of my favorite Dever quotes. Uh, the Christian life is personal, but it's not private. That's That's beautiful. The it's Christian perfect. life is is personal, but it's not private. So there's a personal aspect, and we certainly don't want to diminish personal pursuit of God, you know, in, in prayer and the Word and time alone with God. But um, we want to stress the the fact that we're not meant to live the Christian life alone, and that it's not private. That um, I share this as well. Your my sin is your issue. It's 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 mm. your issue, and and your sin is my issue. And, uh, and so inviting people into life is a key component of the Christian life. So with, is just us trying to capture that. Absolutely. Yeah. One of the, the quotes you mentioned as well, uh, as we walked through this was a quote from one of my, uh, my all time favorites, Matt Chandler, who says, uh, sanctification is a community project. I love that. Yes. That idea. Sanctification so good. is a community project. So, um, yeah. And, and again, with the Mark Dever quote that it's not about, our personal walk, it's definitely, uh, it's not private. It's personal, but it's not private, uh, for sure. And I think that this communal aspect of the Christian life is something that in our culture that is increasingly kind of on demand, um, this this kind of, everything is personalized for us. So, yep. so this is hard to do, but there is something in us that's aching to do this as well. Absolutely. Like there's something in, the, and, and I think that's why we've, we've kind of seen this kind of groundswell of, of feedback, uh, from the congregation since we shared this, yep. uh, with them. Um, it's hitting a nerve there. Um, we know we need to be with other believers. Yep. Absolutely. And it just calls us to wrestle with why we're not and yes. why it's hard. 
those kind of things. Absolutely. Like you said, we had a great feedback from this presentation of a strategic vision for Highview. And we hope that you guys, as you're listening to this, will take this uh, concept of with and maybe even apply it in your own local church uh, places. And that would be uh, not only a blessing to us, but hopefully this is a blessing to you. So we're going to go ahead and wrap it up right there with episode number one. Number one of the books. So zero, zero, excuse one, me, zero, zero, actually. One. We're planning many of these episodes. Zero, zero, one. Absolutely. Yeah. We hope it was a benefit to you and hope that you're enjoying the Highview Church Podcast. Go ahead and subscribe and share this with a friend. And leave a nice review. Absolutely. Five stars. Five, at least. Five stars and a nice comment. Uh, I don't know if you know if we've earned that just with one episode. That's true. But we'll uh, we'll hopefully give you the goods in the episodes to come. That's our goal. Absolutely. All right. We'll see you guys later.